Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A short while ago, uh, the Irish Sun uh, had a study that revealed that charities insist the days of expecting professional operations run on the cheap by amateurs are well over. And the study of 30 well-known organisations, the ones household names, so to speak, revealed CEO salaries range from 159,000 plus expenses, I imagine, to 70,000 plus expenses, I imagine. And more than 11,000 bodies turn, turning over almost 15 billion a year. 15 billion a year. Step in, NGO as they call them. Step in basically where the government fails, I suppose, to some degree. And the average top salary in 2019 was 113,000 compared to uh, 2018's 112. So you remember all the hoo-ha going back to 2016, I think it was, about rehab at the time. And that started a whole conversation about charities being paying their CEOs too much money. Well, it now looks like they all kind of got a bit of a shock then. They went, oh, yeah, we better not do anything. But all of a sudden now, the salaries are going back up again. Let me kind of do a little bit of a breakdown uh, on the top salaries. The CEO of the Irish Heart Foundation, um, and remembering the word charity, okay, the the Irish Heart Foundation gets 159,000, 160 grand nearly a year. Another member of that management team in the same charity, the Irish Heart Foundation, earns between 120,000 and 130,000. Two other high earners make between 90,000 and 100,000 and 80 and 90,000 respectively. Amnesty International's executive director salary was on 120,000 uh, from uh, for 2019, up from 117, so they got a rise. And five of the staff were in the fifty-seven to 62,000 band. The chief executive in Age Action got 120,000, up from 115. Charity Institute's boss, Li- Charity Institute boss Liz Hughes warned that charities need most qualified people to run them, and that's why they pay good money. Now, I can give you the list. There's a whole list here. It gives you them all. The Vincent de Paul, the Cove Foundation, Trocra. I mean, let me look at Trocra here just to give you an idea. Let me see. Uh, Trocra Ireland uh, paid its CEO 125,000. Irish Wheelchair Association, 136,000. Enable Ireland, 150,000 for Enable Ireland. Um, let me see. Bernardo's, 99,000. Hundred twenty five thousand for the Irish uh, Cancer Society. Uh, that was uh, in two thousand eighteen and two thousand nineteen. National Council for Blind. Let me see. Uh, the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland. Uh, One hundred ten thousand. Oxfam. Which very familiar world with Oxfam. One hundred twenty thousand. Uh, UNICEF paid their director one hundred fifty four thousand. I could go on. I could go on. There's nobody on really less than a hundred. Very few of them on less than one hundred twenty thousand. And I know that Liz Hughes did say, she told the Irish Sun, those working for charity should not be expected to work for less than their value. And I get that. All of them have the same bills and mortgages to pay as every other citizen. Mind you, every other citizen isn't earning that much money. And every day, charities must compete with other employers to attract and retain key staff to maintain and deliver essential services. Some, thankfully, a minority, want their charities to be like the GAA, professional and amateur at the same time. And she went on to say, our charities are used to, uh, to scrutiny. Uh, we welcome scrutiny. All we ask is that it is fair and recognise the huge commitment and dedication 
of those employed by the sector and the impact of their work on Irish that we, that has on Irish life. But I wanted to see, I had this conversation over the weekend. We were chatting about it, you know, as you do, and I tend to chat about a lot of things, usually to my partner, Karen. And we had a conversation about it. And, you know, there are people who would think that the word charity is there for a reason. Now, I don't believe anybody expects anybody to work for free a 40-hour week. That wouldn't be the case. I mean, nobody nobody would expect somebody to work for nothing for 40 hours a week. I mean, but imagine all the volunteers that are out there shaking buckets on the streets. They must be thinking to themselves, I'm working for free. I'm volunteering. I'm shaking a bucket here all day in the rain. And I'm making a load of money. There you go. And a lot of this is going into the CEO and the top staff's Pockets. I mean, it's not just the CEO. The salaries that some of the staff are on in these organisations are over sixty and 70,000 as well. I mean, I'm looking here. Our Hospice Foundation, 110 to 120,000. Amnesty International, I read that one out for you already. Irish Kidney Association. I mean, they do great work. 111,000. Arthritis Ireland, um, 80,000. That's a reasonable salary. Simon Community. Let me see who's got that one there. 60 to 70,000. I mean, these are good charities. I'm not suggesting for a minute they're not good charities and don't do good work. But how do you feel about the fact their staff are paid what some people would say are ridiculous amounts of money? Now, they're, you know, some staff that work in there would get a reasonable salary because, there's, you know, key, you go down lower down, there's other staff that get a reasonable amount of money. But a lot of the staff are being paid a ridiculous amount of money. Like Bernardo's, for example. The CEO, uh, Suzanne Connolly, earned 99,333 in 2019, an increase from 200,000 in 2018. Uh, some 25 staff were paid more than 60,000, with nobody earning above 100,000 in the organisation with an income of 25.5 million in 2019. I, it's a large chunk of change, and it's a, uh, it's a large chunk of money. Now, again, Bernardo's is a great charity for children, but it's a large chunk of money just to go on the staff. Now, remember, of course, these all of these, well, I think nearly all of those charities would have government funding as well as, you know, organising fundraising days. But can it be justified? Can you justify a salary in the top range here of, you know, between 130 and 150,000 for some of these charities? They will argue that they need to pay that to get qualified people to do the job. But really and truly, do you think that's the case? Do you need to pay that much money? The number is 87 Do you think it's right? I mean, I want to get your thoughts on charity workers earning big money. Is it acceptable? I think I'd feel guilty working for a charity if I was taking that much money. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Uh, the number is 87 Maybe you think differently. Maybe you think, well, no, no, they've they, they got to get good staff. You know, these staff are, you know, qualified people who have worked with charities for years, who know how to fundraise and make money, you know, for a good cause. Mick, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mick? Well, no, I have fun. Mick, I mean, were you aware that they were all earning so much money? I think everybody's aware of it at this stage, aren't they? Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those regular scandals that people just, you know, talk, talk about and move on. Mm. Um, I think uh, I, I run my own business. Uh, I don't earn that much money. Fair enough, right? Yeah. Um, but I work on the principle that if a person can bring to the table, uh, say, five or six times back what you're going to pay them, or organise a structure that will allow their salary to be justified, then fair enough. They're, they're worth it all day long. Pay it. 
but I have direct experience with a couple of the organisations you mentioned there. Don't, don't mention any one in particular. I, no, I, yeah. I, no, no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. But yeah. we, were, we were with them for, for quite a while uh, with my son, and they, they couldn't run a circle. It really unbelievable. And not, their their response when we asked for anything was, "Oh well, the, the, you know, there's there's no funding for that, or there's no funding for this, or there's no funding for the other." Yeah. Because the, the, their only their only their only uh, source of funding was a handout to the government. Uh, you can go and shake buckets, grand, yeah, but yeah. then. You know, there's a couple of companies there that sign you up. They, you know, the, the chuggers, I think they used to call them. That's right, the they sign you up for the monthly payment, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they get 60% of that. <laughs> well, yeah, somebody <laughs> told me, actually, somebody I know yeah. worked as a chugger for one of the one of those charities, and they said when they signed somebody up, they got the first three months or something like that of the payment, yeah, or yeah. the first six so, months of the payment. Or something. So, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So that's like, where does that come from? Okay, there's like, people, yeah, people have to be paid for what they're doing. Absolutely, okay. But I, from, from my own sort of uh, private sector commercial uh, experience if somebody was going to bring me back 500,000 euros a year I would have no hesitation in paying them 100,000 euros a year mm. you know that, that, that makes sense because they can do it and that's their worth but if somebody's just in a position because they knew somebody else or they were the only person available and their approach is just to put the hand out and get money that was going to come to them anyway because they could fill in a form or fill in for you know grant supports or whatever other funding that they were going to get from the government then that's not really justifiable um, I mean, when, when I look at the names, yeah, but when I look at the names of the CEOs of most of these charities, you know, they've been in the game quite a while. They'll move from one charity to another. They, it's they, a niche. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they tend to be people who are seasoned at this sort of thing. So I'm assuming they, they know how to organize fundraising. I'm assuming they, they, they know how to, you know, delegate to make the most amount of money. So I'm not doubting their ability, most of them, by the way, not the one you're talking about, clearly, but most of them. Yeah. But, but I'm wondering, are they delegating to make enough money to pay their own salary and to pay everyone else's salary? Because some of them, I mean, are, it's, no, not, it's not just the CEOs, no but they're paying all the other staff a huge amount of money as well. Yeah, there's no leadership. You keep throwing money at a problem that will go away eventually. But the problem is there's only so much money in the pot. And when it's to provide services that a charity is there for in order to provide, you know, uh, to relieve pressure in whatever that charity is doing, whether it's the NCBI, Enable Ireland, whatever it is, they're, they're providing a service and funding has to be there to, to provide that service. Mm-hmm. But if, if all they're doing, uh, as um, mo- most people in the, the, the top end of things, like it's always the second in command is the one that's actually doing more work. Yeah. The, 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 the first, the first person, the the, the CEO, or whatever, they're out. They're the social face, they're the fundraising face, they're the the the, they're the social uh, element of the the charity, you know, um, yeah. and they don't want to get it known. And then it's the guy in second hand. It's, it's the guy, the, the person in, in second, or the, the, the their assistant, I suppose. They're doing all the heavy lifting where it comes to organising. Um, whatever it is that, that they've agreed to the meeting. I mean, I, I'm looking here, for example, right? Enable Ireland, um, the CEO earns 150000 and you can be you can assume there's expenses as well, but obviously, too. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. In, in total, fifty in total, 53 staff, also in Enable Ireland, earned more than 60000 in 2019, with three earning between one hundred and one hundred and forty. So, in other words, there's four staff earning over a hundred grand or between a hundred and a hundred and fifty thousand and the rest are all earning over sixty grand. I mean right. they're good jobs okay. these I think I'll go work for a charity. Absolutely, yeah. I always wondered why NGOs had more money than anybody else. But, um, but surely, it, I mean, what about what about the it, argument, it, Mick, that the clue is in the title? That it's charity. I mean it's tax free obviously. And it's cha- yeah, charity. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, people are paid the worth. If it, it goes back to what I said originally. If they can bring in fivefold what they're paid, they're worth it all day long. If they can't, use an enable earner as an example. Is, no, is that really? It, no, I mean, I don't necessarily agree yeah. with that. I mean, because the whole okay. idea is you're trying to raise money for charity and, and you should be good at doing it anyway or you should be trying to raise as much as possible. So just by because you, you raise a huge amount of money doesn't necessarily mean you're worth paying more money to. Does it? Uh, no. No, I, I disagree. Um, it takes a certain kind of sper- certain kind of person with a certain kind of skill set to be able to do the job properly. There's, a, there's an old saying: if you think an amateur is exp- if you think a professional is expensive, fire an amateur. You know, mm-hmm. um, these guys know how they, they should know in theory where to hit uh, to get money, how to raise money, what type of events that they need to run to get money in, and know how to run the business. So it's not just well, I've done this, and there's all these bills to be paid. No, 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 no. Hang on. What are you doing for your money? And question it and challenge them because I bet you most of them couldn't answer it. There's, there's it, hardly it, any of them on, on, under a hundred grand a year. Yeah, it makes me sick. My, absolutely. When you're looking for services, when, when I when I when I look at yeah, when you're exactly when you're looking for services, are you look at people on the street who are working for free get, with a book in their hand? Yeah, yeah, and there, I, I would, I, I, res- I've far more respect for the person standing there with a book in their hand than I do the person um, pushing a pen at the other end behind the desk somewhere. That's probably doesn't even, they don't even know each other, you know. Yeah. Um, but like when their services are being hindered because there's no funding available, and these guys are taking massive salaries, that's where my problem is. Mm-hmm. If these guys were taking massive salaries, but they take the take the Denmark model or whatever, if these guys were taking massive salaries, but it flow it ran like clockwork then absolutely that's their job. They're doing it properly and they're, they're worth it. But when Should there be a cap? Should we turn around and say once the state is funding something and the state funds most of these NGOs, right? So yep. should there be a cap and we say that, say, an 80,000 euro cap, which is a fair wage, by the way, 80 grand, right? Um, yep. That once you're being funded by the state, you can't pay your CEO any more than 80,000. I think that would, uh, I think you could put that in and it would change the dynamic of how charities work uh, overnight. Do you think so? they would figure out, they would figure out a way of getting the money back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in expenses or some other way. <laughs> some other yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it, it just it doesn't. It, it, they, I, I, I don't think any one of them. Uh, and if they're listening now, I would challenge them. Come on and justify your salary because I don't think any of them could. Well, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure some of them will, but they'll try and justify it anyway. But stay there for a second. Let me go to Carl as well. Carl, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Carl? How you doing, Ireland? Yeah, when, I mean, when you're putting, you know, your your fifty sent or your euro into the, the bucket, you're not thinking to yourself that the person responsible for organising this fundraiser is on probably three times your income, are you? No, you don't think that, but then you, 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 these uh, figures are coming out in the papers now over the past couple of years, and uh, it is appalling what they got. I'll give another example, Noel. Uh, Liam Neeson, uh, he, he's pushing for the Irish people on this ad for uh, UNICEF. Uh, get a vaccine, get a vaccine, buy a vaccine. I, I was watching this the other evening. I said, oh, that's a good idea. So I said, well, go on and buy one. But as soon as you, I, so I log on to their page, the one they advertise on the TV. Yeah. And straight away, it comes up with three boxes. 25 quid, 50 quid, or 75 quid. Right. And there's a 25 quid when he says, this, this will pay for five vaccines, for vaccinated five people. Right. Uh, but, but, but that's not the deal. The deal is, uh, get a vaccine, buy a vaccine. Buy one vaccine, you know. And then two days later on your show, you were saying, "Oh yeah, it's a it's a good thing to do, and it's only five or six euro for a for one vaccine." But when you log onto their onto their site straight away, their greed tactics wanting you to buy five vaccines. Okay, so they're so, kind of pushing so, you to buy more. I, okay, yeah, just to let you know, UNICEF Ireland uh, executive director was paid one hundred and fifty four thousand in two thousand nineteen. Well, he didn't get a penny on me because I I logged out and I says when UNICEF put up. Buy a vaccine or get a vaccine, buy one vaccine for five or whatever it is, five or six euro. 
then I, I might log back in again and actually pay it. But because they're great tactics with their 25 quid, I says, no, I'm not going for it now. But can I point out that UNICEF, their spokesperson said at least 70 cent in every euro is put straight to use uh, for the work for the children that they, they do. So uh, there's no doubt, Carl, that the incentive or the idea of paying for a vaccine for a, a, per, a poor person in another country or in, developed, in the developed world is a great idea. Of course it's a great idea. Yeah. It's a marvellous idea. But, but when, when you have greedy people out there just wanting you to, you to buy more and more, there's no. It's great money making idea. If it was one for one, I think people would, would actually do it. But when you log on, that's, that would turn you off straight away. So it turned you off. Ma- okay. Yeah, it turned me off, so I logged off. I logged off. Well, I well maybe, it. you know, if they're listening, that's a bit of a tip for them that, you know, the, that people yeah. are incentivized to do it all, right? They feel they want to do it, but maybe the, the, the kind of idea to pushing them to go too far is, is have, seems greedy. Have, lots of people have five or six euro to spare. Yeah, but, but not not lots of people have twenty five. Yeah, no, so, I get you. You know, I get you. If you left, if, sorry, if you left an open box on that page, to how much do you want to put in? And you left it as an open box, and you put in a euro or five euro, whatever it is. They yeah. those in one right? But it's still the same principle. Thirty percent of that is one in cost, and thirty percent of whatever you put in there is going to get lost. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's like okay. Every 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 organization has a running cost as well. But um, again, it goes back to uh, are you getting the bang for your buck? These running costs are paid for. Well, a lot of them they're paid for by the state. They're funded yeah. by the state. Well, uh, well, so, a lot of them, a lot of them would get state funding, but that wouldn't cover their costs every year. Or you know, and you know, and having money to give out to the whoever you know the recipients of the charities are. So, but that, they have the money to pay their staff huge salaries. Huge huh? salaries. Yeah. In, in, yeah. Instead of say the average industrial wage thirty thirty five thousand a year, and some of these people are getting. Double yeah, but their Double argument, that. and I'm not, I'm not, you know, defending them here. But their argument, and they're all, I'm not just UNICEF, by the way. All of them would say the same thing. Their argument is that they need to pay good money to get good staff who'll make a lot of money for the charity. Niall, Niall I'm one. I, I, I work in, I work in a, in a business, right? And I'm, I'm here 18 years. I'm one of the best at it at my job in the country, right? In, the, in, in I'm, I'm there so long. I know everything about it. The whole lot. That doesn't give me an extra, an extra 40 or 50 thousand a year. Oh, somebody, by the way, just texted in and said, uh, Carl is wrong. There is another option uh, for another amount. I think I think you did mention there is another option for another amount. You, you just felt that, yeah, yeah, you just meant that, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. You were just no, suggesting said, that it was a bit greedy. It brings you to the three, yeah. it shows you three boxes when you do it on your phone, just one, 25, 50, and 75, something like that. Yeah. But I said, you use well, maybe maybe the person is saying that there might be another box where you can put your own amount in. I, I think maybe that person is suggesting that. I don't know. I haven't seen the site, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, as I well, well, see it there, but it's being pushed at you twenty five for five vaccines yeah. or for you know. Okay, and you you just you just felt it was a bit pushy considering you had only gone on to pay a fiver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. because yeah, and like, I know I, I, I get I, that. I, sorry, I sorry. Yeah, go possible. go ahead. Sorry, I was just wondering: is it possible? Or would it be an idea for these guys to justify their salaries each year that they have the whatever KPIs that matter and end the year assessment? This is what I've done. This is what I've brought to the charity. This and is why my salary is worth I would like to think that kind of thing is done anyway. I would, I would like I, to think no, so. If it is done, it's done internally. Yeah. It's done internally, it's, uh, I'm not saying it's infallible uh, or it's not going to be straight, but if it's done internally, uh, it needs, that, that needs to be done externally, uh, if that's the case. Yeah. 
sorry, Carl. I mean, it, it is fair. And some people are texting in saying they completely agree that these people deserve the money they get because they do such good work and the etc. 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 And they're skilled people and they value themselves. Whereas other people are saying they should. Well, there's one suggestion there saying they should be working for free because they're charities. I don't believe anybody should be working for free for forty hours a week. No. No, they should, they, like, they can be ambassadors for a charity for free, all right. I, yeah, you can be, you can be that. But you know, if you're working, you're entitled to minimum wage or. Well, should it be uh, capped? Should it be capped at say eighty thousand? Definitely, definitely, definitely. And then after that, then you know, I don't know how you end up making more money. But I suppose they could always do a bit of sideline work or something if you want to make more than eighty thousand. Let's go to the mixers. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, lads. I got to take a break. Keep texting. And the number is oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. That's oh eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. Hi, Niall. I used to work for um, a very famous charity years ago. I got to work um, in my local shop through the government, you know, going back to work scheme. And um, I worked under a manager who was actually previously an architect who, like myself, lost their jobs throughout the recession, whatever. But I was had a retail background and I basically ran the whole shop, plus the bridal department that we also had. I took... Um, appointments, sold a lot of wedding dresses, merchandised the shop, did all of the banking, made sure all the staff rotas were done. I basically ran the shop and this poor girl had no previous retail experience, obviously. But I was getting 203 euros, you know, basically the equivalent of the dole every week. And she was on 700 euros a week and she hadn't a clue what she was doing. And I was put in there to show her how to run the shop. But the volunteers, they come in and they give their time and it's all for free. And some of these people had an amazing background and added to the shop, like myself, with a, a background in, you know, retail management and everything. But they're getting free labour, first of all. And I loved what I did and I would have loved to actually have worked in the charity. Um, but the jobs weren't available. And I often wondered, was it just because I was on a getting back to work scheme and wasn't, you know, somebody that applied from the outside? But I don't regret what I did. And I hope I made everybody's lives a little bit better because we had lots of fun. But thanks very much anyway. When you sound like you have a good heart and you did it for all the right reasons, and it would have been nice for you to be able to stay there and get a good wage out. I think you were just unfortunate that you had to be hired in on that particular scheme. And you're right, if you had to be hired in, I suppose, as a worker, to an employment scheme rather than through that scheme, um, you probably would have been earning a lot more money. But then again, maybe they wouldn't be taking people on if they had to pay them full price. Uh, but I suppose it does leave a bad taste in your mouth when you're working hard in the shop, whatever shop it was, trying to raise as much money as possible for the particular charity, knowing that the CEO of that particular charity was probably <laughs> multiple times what you're earning, trust me, uh, on over 100 grand at least a year, more, more than likely. Probably one of the top ones, actually, to be honest with you, when I think about what you're saying there and putting two and two together. Uh, the number's 87 8 We're talking about the CEOs and the staff working in charity organisations. And let me be clear about this. Most charity organisations do a very good job. Most of them. Some of them are disastrous. But either way, and a lot of them are funded by the state as well, by the way, but they do have fundraising days, etc., etc., which I'm, I'm sure you're all very familiar with. But all of the ones that you're all very familiar with, those kind of institutionalized charities that we're all very familiar with, the, the kind of those names that are literally there all the time, it looks like their CEOs are all on really good salaries, all on over a hundred thousand, most of them anyway, on over a hundred grand a year. And not only the CEOs, but the staff down, you know, the tiers, you know, the second in, in command and the third in command are all on ridiculous salaries. Now. 
some people might say it's ridiculous, but others would say, well, it's a fair salary because they're working hard now and they're raising money for a good cause. But do you believe it should be capped? Do you believe it's too much money for one person to be earning working for a charity, inverted commas? Or do you believe, well, no, they have to get good staff, otherwise they won't make money. Let me know what you think. The number's 087-188-0008. How are you reacting to that news? All right, just a point of clarification, by the way. The UNICEF website, if you do want to donate, and obviously donate a vaccine to those who can't afford it themselves, uh, the website that he was referring to, um, Carl, I think it was, he basically, Carl, was suggesting that, you know, when you go onto the website, you know, it suggests that maybe you can give a fiver to buy a vaccine. But when you go onto the website, then it kind of, he thought it kind of pushed you to kind of 50, 75 or 100. And I'm looking at the website here. It does kind of give you that impression because the first thing you see is give monthly, give once, 50, 75 or 100. And it said with 75, you can help deliver enough vaccines to protect 15 people from COVID-19 and help save their lives. These are people in developed countries. But then underneath, there is a box that says other amount. And if I just put in, say, a tenner there, for example, it will accept that and it'll ask you, how did you hear about us? So you can actually put in another amount, like a fiver or a tenner. But because he said he heard the ad for a fiver, he assumed when he go on, it was just a fiver donation. He believed it's a kind of bit greedy to push you to pay more. But I suppose that's how they make money, isn't it? So just as a point of clarification, it does give you the option for another amount. So it's a good cause, by the way, to send a fiver, you know, to pay for a vaccine for a child. Uh, Vladimir, you're an Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing? Oh, Vladimir, sorry. Vladimir, Vladimir. Vlad, yeah, Vladimir, sorry, Vladimir. Yeah. I, uh, I, do, I do remember yeah, speaking to you before, actually, Vladimir. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, uh, what, what I was going to say, I have a second-hand shop in city center, and uh, sometimes people bring things to me to sell, like uh, some antiques or even second-hand clothes, and I would give them a price, saying like five, ten, you know, twenty, or whatever, and they wouldn't. They would say like, "Oh no, it's too too little. It's too cheap." Uh, I go and give it to charity, and I'm like, "Come on, people, you better take this ten euro and give." this directly to somebody who needs that because you like charity takes all that stuff for free they sell and then they start feeding all these chief executives and managers and mm-hmm. you know what percentage of their their income goes directly to the charity i wonder like I don't you, know, you five, mean to, to the beneficiaries of the charity yeah, yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. what person like just they feed themselves they, they worry about themselves 150 grand if i was uh, if somebody gives me 50000 tomorrow i will be run, i will run the charity and it will be much more successful because some of them you know i have a shop and around me are five or six different charity shops and sometimes when i look at the window display i i cry you know it's so poor there is nothing there like they don't have really stock, like, you know, it's... I don't know how they survive some of the shops. Well, they're getting, the, they're getting the stock for free of people who are donating it, yeah. but it, still, yeah. they, like, you need to have some good stock if, yeah. You, maybe if you can't get it for free, maybe you need to... Uh, buy cheap you know, stock. Buy, yeah, yes. exactly, yeah. You, because their windows are empty, basically, you know. And, and the people who work there, they work for free. I, I call... I know well, they don't, them, no, they, I don't, them, they don't all work for free. No, only the manager of the shops uh, get the wages. The rest of them work for free. You know, they're, they're I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, about, I don't know necessarily about that. But, but you, so five percent of your profits go to charity. No, no, I'm not a charity shop. I'm, I'm an independent secondhand. Oh no, shop I know, I, but yeah, but you do, you do give five percent of your own no, profits. No, I don't give it, like, but I, I can give it myself, like. Okay. There's no fixed profit, but I'm just saying what percentage of those shops are given to because uh, to to feed these wages, one hundred fifty thousand. Then the manager of the shops gets at least twenty five, thirty thousand mm-hmm. you know then there's some managers in the office uh, get some 60 70 grand how much mi- how much money you need to make from all of those shops and then give somebody something to charity as well Do I, you, but, I mean their argument is you know to run a big organization and a big charity like the ones we're all very familiar with that we hear every day of the week 
you know, on the news or we see them out with bucket collections or whatever it is. Um, their argument is to run those big charities and to do those big fundraising, they need skilled people who are used to that, who have degrees in marketing, have degrees in, you know, these kind of creative ideas of making money. And to get those people, they have to pay good salaries. Okay, if it's like that, I'm just wondering, did they ever advertise it uh, like in newspaper? Is it like open, like when you're looking for chief executive or manager, do they advertise? I think don't. Uh, they don't. They, it's like a closed club, you know, they take their own people and, you know, the, like this lady that just left a message for you that she said she was working there, running the shop and yeah. she would like to stay. That's what happens. You you could be very good, and but uh, they're not going to appreciate what you're doing there, you know, because it's a closed club, friends, relatives. Handy job, you know. Yeah. Uh, you say, think so you, you think there's a lot of nepotism going on in these organizations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, I can run success. I run successfully this shop uh, for eight years. And people uh, saying this is the best shop, uh, one of the best shops in Dublin, like that. What's the name of your shop, Vladimir? It's called Second Abbey. It's located in Mary's Abbey, number four Mary's Abbey. And it's called Second Abbey. And you sell second-hand clothes? Clothes and antiques, yeah, mix. It's 50-50, yeah. Yeah, I suppose because a lot of people buy clothes, particularly women, by the way, will buy clothes and they might only wear it once. And then yeah, they, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, clothes, second-hand, uh, sales of second-hand clothes, I think, going up and up every year. More and more, especially teenagers, they love it. You know, they, yeah. There is a big market for second-hand clothes. And is there a big market, like, I believe now there's a big market for kind of retro clothes and antique clothes. Yeah, yeah, that's any any type of uh, reusable clothes. If Yeah, they're all that, the better if you can get uh, really vintage ones. Yeah, yeah, better, I you know? imagine so, I imagine so. Well, but, but, well, look, thank you very much indeed for that. Let me go to Joe. Joe, you're an Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joe? Hi, how are you? Joe, I mean, do you think, you know, paying 150000 or 130000 to the CEO of a charity is the right thing to do? No, I think it's offensive. You think it's offensive? I think it's offensive because some of these charities are there, for example, to provide services for children with extra needs. Mm, yes, like you, I know you mentioned before, your yeah. child has special needs. Yeah. And then when it comes to this, is if someone is on maternity leave, no one comes uh, to do their job because, oh, we don't have money. Mm. And there's no service for OT, there's no services for other therapies. And you wonder, where is this money going? And then you realize, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) So they're not providing services, but they're paying themselves. So they're paying the top five staff in the organization over 100 grand a pop. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're just like, why? It's criminal. It it shouldn't happen if you are doing a work that is for charity your salary should be limited, should be capped. You shouldn't be able... Oh, okay, well then what is, what is a good salary for the, the organiser, the CEO, the person responsible for raising money for your child and to help your child? So what, is, what would be a reasonable salary? A good... Because you, you don't want to have a crappy salary either because you're not no, going to get good staff. But 50, 60,000 should be 60,000, okay. Should be plenty because they're filling their pockets with money. And our children keep going with no services. It's not acceptable that sometimes there's only one speech and language therapist for three schools. Mm-hmm. It's it's beyond ridiculous. They're not there. I know every job should be, you know, you should have be paid for what you do. But if you work for charity, you shouldn't be there to make money for yourself. 
But these people that, that work as the CEOs of charities, I mean, they're good people, generally speaking. Are they? <laughs> well, they're generally, generally speaking. And they're skilled people, and, and they've yeah. been around the block, if you know what I mean. They've, they've worked in other organisations. They've worked as CEOs for other organisations, and they're good at delegating. They're good I, at organising. To they're, be honest, I don't think they're good at doing anything. They're good at making other people work for free as volunteers. They're good at you know, giving jobs to their friends and their family, of staying there and all running the same circle, but they're not really doing anything for anyone else, are they? Mm-hmm. That's that's my opinion. And that really even puts me off to give to any charity because Well I know I know there was a there was a big drop in charity donations going back about five years ago after the, the kind of rehab scandal at the time. Yeah, and a lot of people, when, when, that's, when these kind of stories broke first about the amount of money these people were on, because we didn't really know at the time, but now we know it yearly because the newspapers are reported every single year, it did drop the amount of money that people were donating to charities. Of course, you don't, you don't but, yeah, but what do we do? If people are not going to donate to charities. What about, you know, kids that Bernardo's look after or, you know, people with disabilities that Enable Ireland look after or people, you know, Cancer but Research, the, the Irish Heart they, Foundation, they all these. Really I mean, they do good work. But they, most of the things, you don't have. How long have I been without um, speech and language for my kids or OT or anything? Because Or a social worker, because they don't have any. Because they don't substitute anyone that is gone. Because when someone is doing something, they send him somewhere else. Because I don't think, for most of them, at the end of the day, I don't think they truly want to help. I don't. You, 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 you believe, as far as you're concerned, your opinion is that they're doing it to make money for themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I, for me, I have the experience of it. Okay, well, stay, stay there, Joe, for a second. Uh, keep texting. Keep what's happening. The number's 87 Joe believes it's a disgusting amount of money. Hi, Niall. Um, I just wanted to say that I actually have a brother-in-law who works for a, a very big, famous charity. Um, he's a qualified engineer. And he has worked abroad. He's with them this, he must be about 10, 10, 15 years at this stage. But he goes to um, parts of the world that are, are very, very dangerous. Um, and I know he's on a good salary. Um, but his job then is to help the people build houses or build an infrastructure and teach them how to, you know, live a better life or whatever. But I think to get quality like him, you have to pay them. And whereas I appreciate some CEOs may really putting their life at risk. They still have to hire these really top quality staff to do a good job. Um, also, just saying, I know someone did already say this, in the UNICEF website, there is the option to donate what you like. Uh, Richie said, Ireland is the land of milk and honey for NGOs and charities. There's no such thing as a government funded. It's all taxpayer funded with a bloated government of makey uppy portfolios and countless advisors, all with huge salaries. And that's before you even get to the local level of county and city councils. Why on earth do we actually need to fund so many charities and NGOs as well? And he's got a point, actually, because... If I said to you how many charities and NGOs in this country are funded by the state, how many would you say? <clears throat> I'm reading here. Ireland has an astonishing 32,841 NGOs, with many being taxpayer-funded to the collective tune of $5.9 billion annually. $5.9 billion is given to NGOs and charities in this country. 
If that doesn't let you know that the government are not doing a good job, be it for homelessness or disability or whatever it happens to be, and basically passing the book on to somebody else, here's a few quid. You sort that out, will you? Do a bit of fundraising too. Get a bit of money for yourself too while you're at it. Give your CEO loads of money. Uh, let me just go to Pat. Uh, Pat, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Pat? How you know? Now, is it a lot of money, Pat, to earn 150 grand? It's disgraceful. I mean, that's an absolute disgrace. Look, the government, all these, every one of these charities is a job the government the country should be doing we're paying them to do it now it's tax it's our money you know, that, that guy made every point he made there to agree with I was going to bring them up anyway it's our money it's not the government giving the money that's but again it's taxpayer funded yeah yeah and you'll find that every one of these NGO every one of them right is it's like a, a spin off of something that the government has a department to do in the first place in a lot of cases, NGOs would be things the government have failed. Homelessness would be the, the most obvious one. There are hundreds of homeless charities. What incentive is there there for these charities right, to do the job they're supposed to be doing at the best of times? You know what I mean? To, to eradicate a, you know... Problem. Okay, but would, do you agree with Joe? I don't have a huge amount of time, but would you agree with Joe? Do you believe that 150 grand for a director is a disgusting amount of money? It is a disgusting amount of money. It really is. I remember you, I'll tell you, that's now, you know what I mean? Well, look, I'm a director of charity. We've been a director of charity for the last 17 years. It's a voluntary organisation. Well, what, what charity are you a director with? It's called MedAid for Kids. Okay. Okay, we're based in Belfast because we couldn't, they wouldn't allow us to register down here. The amount of hoops they wanted us to go through, we just couldn't. And as I say, it's a voluntary organisation. We got better, we actually got better support up in the north of Ireland. And what do you do? We actually recycle medical equipment and we ship it all over the world and we give it to people. We actually give it to the countries free. If they can afford the container and the shipping, we load the containers wherever we have that they need. If we have it and they need it, we give it to them. Right. That's it. It's good charity. That way, we, we, work in a, we, we have a pet project it's a, in a country called Transnistria, which you've probably never heard of. It used to be part of Moldova. And we go there once or twice a year because we have a hygiene programme for the children in the orphanages. And we go over there to make sure everything's okay. Whatever money we can make during the year from donations or whatever. We, we actually, believe it or not, we've had Adam Belfast, Bob Jones, who rents out equipment to the film companies up there. Can I ask you how much the director of your of your charity gets? We're voluntary. We don't get any. We spend our own money. When we fly over there once or twice a year... You spend your own money? We spend our own money. We spend but but, our own money. but then you must have your own job then as well. Then. I do, yeah. yeah. I'm, a driver. I'm a taxi driver now. I used to be a truck driver. Well, okay. Well, then fair play to you. I mean, Joe, that's what you like to hear, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's spending his own money. Mind you, I don't think anybody should have to do that either. No, no. But, no, uh, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. Look, I can, I can appreciate you can't do help other people unless you're in a position to help them. Absolutely. Okay? Now, but these people are going in, they're going in for the salaries. Let's be honest about it. That's mm. the only reason they're doing it. They're good salaries, yeah. Otherwise, there's no way they could walk by somebody on the street and not give them money. They're on, you know what I'm saying? There's no way they could see somebody at that one there talking about not having certain facilities for our children. That's right, you know Joe, yeah, I was saying that. No way anyone with a pure altruistic streak in them could allow themselves to be getting that sort of money and knowing that that's going on. It's like years ago, I'll give you a quick one though. A few years back I had two businessmen, I was moving from one hotel to another hotel in Dublin. And it was early, it was early-ish in the morning. And we were going by, and these lads were from uh, Brussels. And they could see the, the extent of the homeless situation. You know, people sleeping in doorways and all up. Okay? And they were appalled by this, because these were businessmen. They seen 
Do you ever tell me like how rich Ireland was? You know. Yeah. And he said, "You know what?" And I said, "Well, look, my attitude was very simple. There's no government minister should be going around in a, in a fancy car while there's somebody living on the streets." Okay, well, I'm looking at some of the texts coming in. Somebody said, that's exactly what I was talking about. Fair play to that chap. Uh, and obviously, I, I mean, that's what you were talking about. Sorry, uh, just to come back to you, Joe, very quickly. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you want to see. Somebody who actually cares about their own charity. Pat, I have a, a heap of people now texting in, asking how they can support your charity. <laughs> well, I can tell you, it's, you can, we have a web, website, Noel, and, you know, we do get down nice and people. It's called MedAid Number 4 Kids. Okay, so MedAid number four, kids. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so MedAid for kids, yeah, for yeah. kids, yeah. And we, we, um, we, when we registered up, up in the north of Ireland, we were given by the Northern Assembly. Instead of trying to stamp us down, they actually gave us the use of an office and a warehouse free of charge up there. Provided we, we undertook to recycle medical equipment. You know, like even stuff that we didn't need or whatever. Yeah. So we had the warehouse there, but you find... Honestly, people can honestly, have you got this, have you got even parts for machinery? That, you know, some countries... They what, like ventilators and all that, all that kind of stuff? Well, I, I literally, I drove across. My first thing I did was to drive a truckload of aid across from Dublin to the Belfast, up to land, down across. I went across Europe, across, into, across Poland, into Ukraine, and I had to drive down to Odessa to get back over into this country. And... I brought over exactly ventilators. I brought over one of the lads was at the point out of his own money. He bought 200 duvets and pillows for one of the orphanages. Out of his own money? And, yeah, his own money. And there was, another, there was a lad I worked with from the inner city, a fellow like Pat Shevlin, who was working with him at the time. And he organized a lot of people from the inner city, and they gave me bags and bags of toys and stuff for the kids. Uh, Pat, I'm going to I'm I'm have to cut you short, but I'm going to talk to you more about that. It's called, uh, sorry, the name of it again, Med Aid for Kids. Med Aid for Kids, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and there's this, you can go online and donate online, can you? Oh, yeah. You can okay. have a look and see the work we do there as well. Like it's okay. All right, Pat, I will talk to you more about it, by the way. It sounds like a very interesting charity and fair play to your heart in the right place, more than I could say for some of the charities that we listened to uh, today. Uh, Med Aid for Kids, the number four uh, is the website, obviously, as well if you do a quick Google for it. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.